Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Resilient Leaders Podcast, where resilience in leadership is not simply a good idea, it's required. This is your host, J.R. Briggs. And if you're a new subscriber or listener to the podcast, I want to just extend a welcome to you. I'm glad you're joining me on this journey of this very important topic of resilience in the new reality. Well, as I've stated before, we are all learning that we're in this for the long haul. We're not just going to snap back to the way things used to be. This is going to be several months, maybe even a few years of the impact of this pandemic. And as I've said on this podcast, starting back at episode one, it's not the new normal. This is a new reality that we find ourselves in. And if you're a leader and you're feeling weighed down as you realize more and more that we are in this for the long haul, maybe longer than you thought, I sense that you might be tired. And I want you to know you're not alone. Yes, leadership is hard, especially in this new reality. But you and every other leader are feeling it as well. And I want you to know that you can do this. You really can do this. Unfortunately, this is a crucial time to be learning, listening, leaning in, and growing as a leader. And you listening to this podcast right now is exactly where you need to be right now. And I'm glad you're here. And I hope you're able to learn things on each episode and on this one. That's what resilient leaders do. Resilient leaders grow, learn, process, explore, fail, learn from our failures, take risks, and be honest about the joys and the struggles of the journey. This is what's needed to be resilient. And in order to be resilient, we must be healthy. And in order to be healthy, we must be the kinds of leaders committed to leaning in, learning, taking risks, processing, and being prepared. Well, before we jump in, I have a confession that I need to make. I'm feeling pretty giddy these days when I think about the Resilient Leaders podcast listeners, when I'm thinking about you all. You know why? Because we've got something that we've been working on as a project. Our team has been working on this project around resiliency for the past few months that I strongly believe that you will benefit from significantly as a leader. Now, a team of us have been working on developing this valuable tool for you to help you grow in this crucial area of resiliency. Now, we're not quite ready to pull back the curtain on it yet, but we will soon. But I wanted to give you a heads up because when we launch it, I really am convinced it will have a significant impact on your leadership specifically and practically around this area of resiliency. Now, let's jump in. In a recent episode, we looked at the paradigm shift resilient leaders need to make, where we stop being a leader and instead become a leader multiplier. Because if you're a leader multiplier, you will become the most valuable leader around. I want to explore another significant paradigm shift for us, and it's this, moving away from thinking like a mother and instead thinking like a midwife. Now, I know this is a strange metaphor for me as a male, to be using this here, especially so since both of our sons were adopted, so we have no firsthand experience of being in the delivery room. But this metaphor is crucial. Oftentimes as leaders, we think that we are mothers, that God has given us something that we're to birth into the world. And yes, sometimes that is the case. But most of the time as leaders, if we can build upon the concept of multipliers we looked at in a previous episode, instead of thinking like a mother, we need to think like a midwife. Now, I first heard this paradigm shift more than 15 years ago, and it has shaped my thinking about leadership ever since. I first heard it from the leadership consultant by the name of Bill Esom, and he talked about spiritual leadership as midwifery, that spiritual leaders must play the role of midwives moving forward. Now, listen to the way Bill Esom explores the shift in this list that he gives. 
the price, he says, number, there are 17 items and I'll give them, I'll give it to you again at the end, ways that you can, you can uh, receive this on your own. The first is this, the primary role is to provide an environment in which expectants are encouraged to give birth to the potential within them. Spiritual midwives take most of their leadership cues from the expectant. Spiritual midwives work primarily with people who expect to be more than they are. Spiritual midwives spend most of their time with those most likely to carry on the vision of transformation. And spiritual midwives never ask the expectants if they wish to give birth, it is assumed. Spiritual midwives understand that leadership is a process that involves more than one person. Think of all the people involved in the birth of a child. Spiritual midwives exercise a strong nurturing presence before, during, and after the birth. Spiritual midwives give the new birth back to the expectant and does not care for them, the mother does. Spiritual midwives are grown, not made. Spiritual midwives lead by authenticity and influence. Spiritual midwives embrace change because they know it is the prelude to growth. Spiritual midwives are always servants. Spiritual midwives work in teams. Spiritual midwives avoid barrenness, abortion, and stillbirth at all costs. Barrenness, that is organizations that refuse to grow and give birth to new things. Abortion, organizations that kill new things before they even have a chance to grow or be born. And stillbirth, organizations that spend enormous energy giving birth to a vision that's already dead. Spiritual midwives understand their sacred roles involve messy tasks and lots of cleanup when the birthing process is finished. Spiritual midwives discern when to take charge and when to back away and create space for the expectants to do the work on their own. And lastly, spiritual midwives come to expect pain and discomfort in the birthing process, but also remembers that the end result is new life, which brings great joy. Again, if you'd like this full list, shoot me an email and I can provide you with the PDF of this list by Bill Eason. My email is in the show notes. But you may be asking, how do leaders think like a midwife? Well, I believe that primarily this happens through the quality and the quantity, the frequency of the questions that we ask. Now, the actual field, the academic field, the study of questions is called meiotics. Now, meiotics comes from meiotikos, which is the Greek word for midwifery. In one of Plato's dialogues, Socrates applies meiotikos to his method of bringing forth new ideas by reasoning and dialogue. We know it as the Socratic method, asking questions as a way of learning. He thought the technique was analogous to those of a midwife who uses, it, uses the process during the delivery of a baby. Interestingly, Socrates' mother was a midwife. Maybe, just maybe, that's where Socrates learned it. Now, I wrote about this in my dissertation, which, trust me, you don't want to read it, but I also wrote about it in a little book called Why Ask Questions, which you may want to read. And I'll put the link in the show notes in case you'd like to read about it. We have both print and ebook versions available for you. But this is what questions do. They bring new life into the world. Leaders, remember, it is not about us. The focus is not on the midwife. It is on the mother who is trying to give birth to something new and beautiful. Our job is to help mothers, to assist other mothers, to give birth to what God has entrusted to them to bring into the world. Sure, most midwives are also mothers, 
They've been through the experience of bringing something to life first, and they share that experience and that bond with other mothers. But good midwives, great midwives, know when to be involved when the mother needs them and when to get out of the way and let the mother do the work. Also, many people don't, and most people don't have a picture of their midwife on the cover of their baby's baby book. It's not about the midwife. It's about the mother and about the baby. And by the way, who cleans up the post-birth fluid after delivery? It's not mom. It's the midwife. Bringing new life into the world is beautiful and sacred, but it's also painful and messy. And while the mother experiences the pain and does the hard work, the cleanup of the messes is done by the midwife. And that is the calling of what it means to be a midwife, to help other mothers give birth to what God's given them to give birth to. So leaders, being resilient means that you must shift from thinking like a mother to thinking like a midwife. Well, thanks for joining me today. This podcast is produced by the ever-creative Joel Limbowen at On A Limb Productions. In the past week, I've worked with Joel in no less than three different creative projects between podcast and video work. Fantastic. I highly recommend him. Check out the link in the show notes for more about his work. Leaders, be faithful, available, teachable, and hungry. Keep leaning in and learning and think like a midwife more than a mother. 